0: all face them base camp live will equip you to conquer the biggest mountains when raising the next generation each week you'll hear from culture watchers thought leaders and storytellers who know the tools you'll need to summit the peak and shape exceptionally thoughtful compassionate and flourishing human beings welcome to base camp live and now your host davies owens Well, it's good to be back with you today. We are in the studio with a good friend and colleague, Carl Warmuth. Carl is the Dean of the Grammar School at the Ambrose School, and he is also a world-renowned fly fisherman. So we really could talk about fly fishing today.
1: Hey, I'd be up for that.
0: So maybe we should Why shift not? topics. But actually, we should come back and do that. Um, the topic today, I think, is going to be something that's pretty universal. In fact, I think we could create a whole series on this topic, and it's this basic issue, a fear that I know I saw when I was in Atlanta, you've seen in Alabama, we yeah. have it here at Ambrose among our parents, that that classical Christian school thing is a little bit questionable if it's the right environment for a boy. I mean, it <laughs> seems like, in fact, you right. may be turning all of our kids in these little Mr. Rogers with little sweaters. and they're oh, let's hope not. Nice little boys. Right. And where's right. the manliness that mm-hmm. we want out of our boys? So, Carl, you have, uh, again, your, your role and in time in Alabama, you guys were how long in Alabama? What was your time? Um, there?
1: I was a headmaster of a classical Christian school there yeah. from 07, 08 until I came here yeah. to Ambrose uh, three years ago. Sure. Yeah. So
0: this issue of of are you turning my boys into wimps is probably something you've heard there. Before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: and I think it's a good thing to to be aware of. We should be. Uh, cognizant of that, and 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 make sure that we're not unintentionally yeah. just creating obedient yeah. little boys yeah. who are afraid to get in trouble. Right.
0: Yeah. And you. What was the ratio? Ten to one boys and to girls. Oh, in your easily. Office? But yeah.
1: you know, the funny thing is, <laughs> boys usually come in in groups of one. There's been some sort of little nuclear explosion on the playground, and girls come in in groups of three. Yes. And it's something that's been stewing for a long time. So
0: so, sp- so speaking of girls, if you're a parent and you only have girls, you may be thinking, well, wait a minute, where, where do the girls have their, their time? I can assure you that we probably uh, will want to come back and talk about girls. There's there's clearly a vision that our girls are not just, if boys are Little Mr. Rogers or girls like Little House on the Prairie Moms, um, right. and that's not the big vision here. But there are some unique challenges that I think boys face in our culture that are bigger than even our school. And maybe start there. I, I, I think it's, you know, if, it doesn't take uh, much to look around the modern 21st century world of where men are today. Yeah, And, and I suspect that the fear that comes in that question of, are you going to turn my kid into a wimp, especially coming from a man, is actually a bit self-revealing of where that man actually may be himself. Yeah, I and think there's, you're
1: onto something there, Davies. And I think that, um, you know, talking about girls and and parents of girls, if you don't have any boys, I think this is still an important topic to address, because you're probably going to want your girl to marry a good Christian guy, and what does that look like, and where does it start? So I I think it's good for parents of both boys and girls to know what a a godly Christian man should look like. So just,
0: again, kind of by way of big overview, and then we're going to drill into kind of boys and our schools, but You know, you you look at a lot of folks have written on this. John Eldridge is pretty well known for his book, Wild at Heart. And he says, yeah, he says, you know, really, when all is said and done, what men want to know is, do I have what it takes? That basic question. um, And and I think that's uh, a little excerpt from his book. I think it's interesting. He says, the boy needs to know from his father that he has what it takes. If a man does not have that one question answered deeply and affirmatively, it cripples him the rest of his life. His relationship with men ends up driven. He's a guy with uh, huge tires on his truck, but never takes it off road. I'm for guys with four-wheel drive trucks, if they use it, Eldridge says, but not if they only use it to strut and posture because they're terrified of being a man. Yeah. So you had a boy in your office recently and that question became front and center in your conversation.
1: It is so important that, that boys know for sure that they have what it takes. And I agree with Eldridge that that has to come from their father. But one of the things that I see uh, that, that could be a danger is when moms come between their boys and any problem that that boy encounters. Does that happen? Oh, it happens a lot, yeah. yeah. It's, you what know, does it's, that look like? Well, you know, the moms sometimes intervene between uh, two boys that are having a squabble. And and it's not really that big of a deal to the boys until their mom gets involved in it. And then it's, it's, they didn't even realize it was a big deal. Now they have They're an audience. Two boys right? being boys, right? Or um, the mom uh, steps in front of a problem if they, the child fails a math test or doesn't make an A on a math test. Uh, we want our boys to be able to experience struggle. And the the unintended consequence of moms uh, doing that sometimes, and this is not to, to bash moms, but it is a thing that, that we see from time to time. Mm-hmm is that unintended consequences, the message that you're giving your son, you don't have what it takes. Mm. You need me to step in and intervene on your behalf. So, yes, there was a, a boy that I had in my office, and he had he had been having some troubles in, in class, and uh, he'd actually been in my office two or three times. And uh, recently, about a week or so ago, we got done having a conversation, and I looked him dead in the eyes as he was ready to leave, and I said, I want you to know this one thing. And I pointed directly at his chest while I'm making, locking eyes with him. And I said, you have what it takes. And this boy, his lips started to quiver. His eyes welled up with tears. He did not believe it. And um, he, he just started to cry. Wow. And I looked at him again, leaned across the desk, <laughs> got closer. And I said, you have what it takes as much as any other boy in that class. Wow. And and. and I'm not saying that this was a magic potion to, you know, that's all you have to say to your boys and then they're fine. But he went out of there with confidence and, and his teachers have told me that he is a totally different kid in class mm-hmm. these past few weeks. And it's really
0: interesting. And that, I think, you know, in, in marriage today, that's something that we, we don't lose that when we get older. I mean, that is, that drives oh, us as men. Sure. Do yeah. I have what it takes? Am yep. i providing for my family and my yep. courageous and bold and doing these things things in the marketplace that I intend to do. So I think, again, all of this sort of feeds this backdrop of parents come look at a school like a classical Christian school and think, it sure seems kind of polite and gentle and easy. And I've heard so many times from perspectives, they're like, well, you don't know my son. Now my little girl <laughs> will be great there, but <laughs> right. my boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to be one of the 10 in your office, you know, right. and he may, and he may, and that's okay. And I, maybe just again, by way of kind of high level, and then we're going to delve into just, you've got some great stories I, I can't wait for you to tell of just how this plays out in, in, in the day daily life of the school, um, but again jumping back to Eldridge one more time. Eldridge talks about at the backdrop of all of this, I think for many of us is this notion of that Christ is actually a pretty Mister Roger Mister Rogers like wimpy guy. I mean, I, I wonder how. Well, much that's it, the
1: perception. R- well,
0: right. well, I know he's not, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but people think like, well, yeah. I, I you know the Christian thing's great, and I want yeah. my kid to be again quote nice, meek and mild. But I'm not sure I yeah. want this guy. I love this phrase. He says Christ is no passive. Uh, pale-faced altar boy with his hair parted in the middle, speaking softly, <laughs> avoiding confrontation, who at last gets himself killed because he had no way out. Oh, poor Christ, he got himself in trouble. No, he works with wood and commands the loyalty of dock mm. workers. He is the Lord of hosts, the captain of the angel armies. Oh. And when Christ returns, he will be at the head of the dreadful company mounted on a white horse with a double-edged sword, his robe dipped in blood. And that sounds a whole lot more like William Wallace than does Mother Teresa. Mm. He writes, no question about it, there's something fierce in the heart of God. So this archetype of lover, warrior, priest, king, that's what, king, that's what we vision for our kids. I don't know about the blood thing on the, on the <laughs> horse business. That, may not, um, yeah, that most might of get him the in trouble. A They'll be back in somewhere. your office for that one. But Yeah, yeah
1: always—I, my son and I always had a saying when we were little that it's no fun until somebody's bleeding or crying. <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> yes, that's... yes. I hear you. Well, let's talk a little bit about. You've got some great stories of some boys that maybe got in trouble for things that actually, at face value, probably weren't ideal. Like being a little witty and sarcastic, and right. you know, and maybe we're surprised at your reaction that yeah. you, you didn't just shut it all down. So. Right. I,
1: I love boys that are a little bit a little bit squirrely. I mean, we mm. need to have uh, boys that are brave, bold, wise, um, courageous, and self controlled. So I think the story that you might be thinking of is I was walking down the hall one day, and there was a, a boy leaning against the wall outside of the uh, classroom. And he was an eighth-grade boy, so he wasn't even in, in my school, so to speak. But I walked by him, and I noticed that he's avoiding eye contact with me. So I locked eyes with him and um, came up to him and, and said, Are you in trouble? And he nodded his head, mm. and I said, uh, Do you need help getting out? He said, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Said, what did you do? And he shuffled back and forth a little bit, and he said, well, when my teacher was talking, I thought of a smart-alecky comment to make. And so I raised my hand. Well, there's that politeness. There's that coming through. And then what happened? <laughs> the teacher called on him, and he said, and I made my smart-alecky comment, and she sent me out in the hall. Mm. So being the good principal that I was, I congratulated him patted him on the shoulder and said, wow, that's, I need boys like you in this school. And he was a little bit surprised by that. And, he, and I said, we need boys who are brave enough, bold enough, courageous enough, quick-witted enough mm. to think of a smart-alecky comment to say to their teacher,
0: you don't always you don't always see that in you know the, the brochure on the school when you're right. looking at options for your kid. I mean, this is right. amazing. You're actually encouraging a kid to be a little sarcastic, maybe. I mean, but it's not ba- balance. You know, go with
1: the caveat. Mm-hmm. It's not the just, caveat yes. is having enough wisdom and self control mm. not to mm. right? uh, at that moment, right? We, yeah. And you're you it, it takes a while to develop a appetite for, for when you want to do those things. But if we don't let our boys get into trouble. They're never going to be brave enough yeah. to experience it. They're just, they're just going to want to avoid trouble uh, for all of their their life. Yeah. And we don't need men like that.
0: You know, I was recently talking to a, a group of parents, and they were at that age where their kids are transitioning out of the grammar school into middle school, and the boys are being a little um, snarky with each other. They're you mm-hmm. know kids coming home, hey, so and so said this about me, and. You know, I'm not sure I was. You know, and then then our favorite, we we're I was being bullied, and you really kind of unpack mm-hmm. that, and it's just somebody was making silly comments. And their boys, boys, they spar. They spar. That's they right. Do. Yeah, it's the sword thing with words, basically.
1: Well, and it comes back to what Elder was saying about having what it takes, because mm-hmm. you think about from the earliest age, boys love to wrestle with their dads. They love mm-hmm. to wrestle with their brothers. Yeah. They love to wrestle with other boys, and they're really always measuring themselves against someone else. That's so true. What is my strength compared to someone else? And so it it looks differently in a school where we don't let them just wrestle all day long, but they are going to test their strength against their teacher, against the other boys in their class, and we want them to be able to do that.
0: And this group of parents, they were expressing concern that we weren't doing something to stop this bantering and this sort of boyish behavior sure. as if it was somehow and again it's exactly what you said earlier it's well intended but it's the very thing and it's was actually more a group of moms in this case that are that's unsettling to them they're not sure. the, why would sparring be taking place what does that have to do with my child in a gracious you know they buy mayberry and then they look around and opie's in a fist fight like what just happened like and that's just <laughs> not good <laughs> so yeah. how did that, and we don't want opie to be in trouble but we want opie to you know, get in some adventures and, and well, become a real man adventure. Job
1: said yeah. as sure as sparks fly to heaven, man is born into trouble. Right. So you can you can sit with your hands folded in ready position and try to never ever get into trouble. And if you even if you don't go out looking for it, it will find you. Yeah. You will get into trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. We know that as parents somehow we want to protect our kids from all of that. So, yeah. so tell us another story. I mean, this is You've got some great ones about a little incident on a slide one day. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there was a little guy that uh, was in the second grade. This was at my former school. And he came into my office one morning and um, I, I asked him what was wrong. His teacher had brought him in and he said, well, I, I got my name written on the board and then I got a check mark next to my name. I'm just having a bad day. And then at recess, I, I jumped off the slide. And I looked at him for a moment and nodded my head. And I said, hmm, is there anything good about jumping off a slide? And he shook his head, no. <laughs> and I said, really? You can't think of anything good about it? I, I can think of some good things about it. And now he's looking at me like, are you trying to trick me? And, and I said, does it take bravery to jump off a slide? And he thought about it for a moment and nodded his head. And I said, how about courage? Nodded his head. Hmm. Curiosity, did you wonder what it was going to be like for a few seconds with nothing under your feet? Yeah. And he cracked a little grin. <laughs> and I said, I get it, man. I was a boy myself. We And I want boys who are brave enough and courageous enough to be able to jump off a slide. Now, I said, if you were a soldier and you're crawling on your belly through the desert, sneaking up on some bad guy camp, would you want somebody next to you who is brave and courageous, or would you want some sissy who never jumped off a slide? That's
0: such a great question. <laughs> and what and he saying? Oh, what do you think? <laughs> you got a 50-50 chance Let's of getting see. it right. Well, my mom told me it would be best to... No, what did no, he say? No, he, he said,
1: I want the brave and courageous guy. I said, me too. I said, so what is wrong with jumping off the slide? He said, it's against the rules. Mm. I said, so if you're crawling on your belly in the desert, sneaking up on the bad guys. And this guy, who's brave and courageous, has never learned self-control. And he jumps up and starts running through the desert, screaming and shooting his machine gun into the air. What's going to happen? And his eyes get really And he says, we're both going to get killed. And I said, well, this is the challenge we have as boys, is being able to be brave and courageous and understanding how to have self-control and come under mm-hmm. authority. And uh, I'll, I'll, the, the end of that story is something that's really, really cool, Davies, because... A year later, I was observing in a classroom, and you're from the South. You know what um, what um, palmetto bugs are? Oh, yeah. Wood roaches, yep. right? Those great, big, ugly cockroaches. People in Idaho don't know what they are, but they're about three inches long, big antennas, look like they're from... They thrive area. in humidity, yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm observing in class, and this bug comes in to the mm. classroom, and the teacher looks at me... Glances down at the bug, looks at me, glances at the bug. (laughs) And the bug crawls under a little girl's desk. And so the teacher says, uh, Allie, um, I need you just to step up and come to the front of the class for a minute. She's not sure. She doesn't know what's happening. She has no idea. Right. And so she looks panicked, like, am I in trouble? And And she said, well, there's a little bug under your desk. And you can imagine what happens. <laughs> the whole classroom erupts into screaming, jumping up on desks. <laughs> the little boy that had been in my office a week, I mean a, a year The slide earlier. jumper. Yes. Yep. He stands up, walks to the front of the class, herds the bug into the corner, picks it up, carries it out, throws it outside, comes back into the class, sits down at his desk in ready position. Wow! Slay the dragon, get the girl, right there—the gospel story, right <laughs> there. He didn't beat his chest. He didn't say, "Look at me." He just yeah. took care of it.
0: He even saved the bug. Up. That was impressive. <laughs> I was I was waiting for a big gory gush moment, but that didn't <laughs> no, happen. No,
1: no. <laughs> you know, but but I told his his mom about that later at pickup, yeah. and and she she her eyes got really big, and she said, "Did he wash his hands?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, that just. What a great story! Yeah. So, so the slide jumper uh, redeemed the day in the end of the. So yeah. tell, and then there's one more story
1: about a. Uh, a oh, this a, a, is one that right. the, that our boys love. Uh, Carlos Hathcock. Kay. One of the most famous snipers of all time. Vietnam, right? Vietnam yeah. War. Yep. Yeah. He was sent on a mission. He had to crawl on his belly for four nights, three days, across two thousand yards of field with Vietnamese soldiers crisscrossing back and forth in front of him. No sleep. No food going to the bathroom in his uniform, which <laughs> there's another objection to uniforms. You know, they're not very <laughs> tough. This mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. arguably one of the toughest guys in the world, uh, sent on a mission to take out this uh, general in the Vietnam War. So he, um, he does. He, he completes the mission. Uh, nobody expected him to live, but he actually took three more days to get to, to safety and I, I ask boys, they, they love this story because it it epitomizes what we want our boys to be as, as Christians. I say to them, Would anybody deny that this guy is brave? Mm. No. Courageous? No. Okay. How about self-controlled? <laughs> How about obedient? Right? So they're not mutually exclusive right. things. Right. That you have to be an obedient uh, you know, good boy, but have no bravery and courage. This right. guy went in at the promise of death, followed <laughs> orders uh, bravely and courageously, and saved yeah. you know, countless American lives right. by completing his mission. And it's
0: a great story because it's it's again it, the we always err on, two, on the on extremes. The one extreme is we have the milk toast, Mister Rogers, p- hair parted right. down the middle boy, yeah, right. and then we have the. Um, the unchecked um, mm. yeah. um, renegade kid, and I think that's a real. I know talking to a lot of younger families today, there's a fear at times of even disciplining a child because of fear of somehow stifling this creative energy and this manly virtue that they see in him. So right. there's, you know, kind of as we close on our time, I think just mentioning there is a danger in this "boys will be boys" and just kind of a flippant oh, yeah. dismissiveness right. on the other extreme.
1: Yeah, for sure, and and uh, you know, it's it's all a matter of not begrudging the gifts that God gives to your children. Because yeah. not every boy is going to be
0: a... Uh, William Wallace Jr., right? Exactly. Yeah. You know,
1: If they're not into hunting and sports and all those right. sorts of things, uh, doesn't dismiss their masculinity. Right,
0: and that's so a really important point. It yeah. is, Yeah.
1: Right? Not, not every kid is going to... Getting fish is not, not a sign of manliness, necessarily. Exactly. Right. right, yeah. So, um, but there are definite... Uh, lessons in Scripture of how boys should be uh, brave and courageous and still be able to come under authority because that's ultimately what Christ commands us to do is come under the authority of our our Father. And he tells us you, you have what it takes to be able to do that.
0: So families can be confident that the vision of a classical Christian school is absolutely to train that boy to be everything God's made him to I be. I
1: certainly hope so, Lord willing. Yeah. And that is that is the thing that we are striving to and
0: do. And kind of closing, come any kind of actionable, hey, parent, we've kind of talked a little bit about the, the jumping in prematurely to save your kid from right. any difficulty. Are there any other kind of words of wisdom for how can we get out of the way to let our boys become men? What do we need to do?
1: Right. Well, you know, just, just speaking from a purely personal perspective, um, my wife advises young mothers oftentimes to go ahead and let your boys go with their dads go mm. with other men um, you know I think the Native American tribes had it right where they yeah. the boys had to go with the men and be away from the women for a long time because they had to cultivate these um, masculine right. virtues right and if as we often do as dads do something stupid <laughs> that results in stitches or emergency room visits, um, don't undermine yeah. the, the men for that. Right? That's a there's, good word. There's, um, there's good lessons to be, to be learned in those sorts of things. And at the same time, uh, be careful as men that we are teaching our, our boys uh, the importance of coming under the authority of the Lord. Yeah, yeah the, the idea that boys will be boys, the final piece of advice I would say is, think of it like this, boys will be men, and what type of men do you want them yeah, to be?
0: Yeah, you don't want to leave them as boys. That's not virtuous. Exactly. <laughs> and that's part of the reason they're all good living in, in basements of homes these days after coming back. They're still in boy mode. <laughs> yes. And I don't think anybody really right. wants that. So, yeah. Well, Carl Wormuth, War- thanks for being here with us today. No, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we'll have to come back and talk about uh, the girls. And, and Because I think you've got a lot of wisdom there, too, on how we raise They're a lot more they, complex. Yeah, they are. At least we have Proverbs 31 to look at. So yes. that's good stuff. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back Thank soon. You. Okay.